So grateful to have everybody in the house today. God is truly amazing and worthy of the praise. We've already talked briefly about it. Just a reminder, actually, I did. Uh, Next Steps is beginning next week, so if you know somebody who needs to be a part of that, um, certainly right after service, want to um, invite you to come out and hear about the vision and participate um, in what God is doing through this church. Um, Secondly, just need to let you know that next week, beginning a new series called Radical, and it's really all about being all in with Jesus, and we got a few surprises during um, that series that I think will be great uh, for everyone. And then also, just a reminder, if you're not plugged in with a city group yet, get involved with a city group. Get involved with a city group and get some people around you who you can just do life with and who can strengthen you um, in your walk with the Lord. This week, um, we are finishing and wrapping up our Life Upgrade series, and we have just um, just had a marvelous time sharing uh, that, and, and really it's been all about how do we get over the past and the roadblocks? How do we get over uh, being stuck, being stuck in life? You know how that feels. I've talked about it for three weeks. I'm not going backward. I'm not moving forward. I'm just kind of at a standstill in my life, and really we've got to let go. God, through, through God's power and God's help, we have to let go of the strongholds that are in our minds that are chaining us because the reality is, is it's not a person that's holding us back. It's not so much an experience that's holding us back. What's holding many of us back is the memories of the past, the chains of the past, some of the things that we have perceived as failure in the past have held us from moving forward really in what God has for us. Um, And so we talked a lot about faith last week and how faith is the master key that unlocks the door to access to all the promises of God. And I don't remember if I shared this last week, but if I did, I'll just share it again because to me, it's so amazing to think about. When I was an educator, um, I had my own class and I had a key to that particular classroom. And, you know, as I moved up, I became a dean and different things. And so I ended up having a keychain that had probably about five or six keys on it. Um, So if I needed to get in somewhere, then I had the key here and the key there. But then when I became an administrator and assistant principal, I I, I was given what's called a master key. Say master key. So I had a master key, and what I found out is a master key was a whole lot more convenient because it was one key, but it unlocked every door. Say every door. So for us as believers, the master key is faith. And when we have faith, then faith will unlock every door that God wants us to walk through. And faith is the thing that enables us to stop looking back at the past, stop looking back at our perceived failures, our mistakes, the people that have heard us, criticized us, walked away from us, and begin to move forward in the things of God. We also said last week, just by way of quick review, that if I want to see something different, I've got to begin to say something different. Say that. Say say something different. So... What we, what we learn is God created us as speaking spirits, um, and it, it was from the beginning of time. Even in Genesis, he, said he brought the animals to Adam to see what he would what? Name them. And see, the test is many times in our life, God will bring things in front of us, but it's up to us to name those things. Either we can call victory or we can call defeat, but we've got to begin, when we want to see something different in our life, we've got to begin to say something different. And so this week, I want to wrap up this series, finishing talking about winning in life, Um, and how we we began this last week. I want to finish it this week. And Helen Keller, if you've heard of her, said something just amazing that that I refer to from time to time. 
um, and you want to take a picture of this slide or take notes of this one particularly, the most pathetic person in the world is someone who has sight but no vision. I want you to really think about that. She said that the, the most pathetic person in the world is one who has no sight and no vision. If you've ever heard of Helen Keller, she was both deaf and blind. So obviously we, we know what she accomplished in different things in her life and she didn't allow her handicaps or perceived handicaps and holdups to stop her from everything that she was to accomplish in life. And if we're all to be honest, we have holdups, we have things that we perceive as weaknesses, we have things that we struggle with, but it's up to us how we see them. For the last three weeks, I've been saying to everyone, we, we often have to answer two questions. What are we looking at and what do we actually see? And what we see begins to determine the direction of our life. So we've got to be, begin to be people. And we're not like wishful thinking, but we have to be, begin to be people that can look at defeat and see victory. Say amen. So we have to be people that can look at sickness and see healing. We have to be people that can look at, at um, poverty and see that there's going to be a day that's better than that. So what am I looking at, but what do I see? J. Oswald Sanders said this, the person who sees difficulties so clearly that he does not discern the possibilities cannot inspire a vision in others. I want you to really grasp what I'm saying with this particular part right here. Because if you're going to accomplish vision in your life, you won't be able to do it in a vacuum. You know, you're gonna, God is going to have to put people around you who can help you uh, and walk that vision out with you. But if you are a person, and this we have to be honest, if you're a person that is constantly given to seeing the difficulty more than the possibility, you won't inspire anybody. So you've got to be able to help people see, yes, there may be some problems and some bumps along the way, but I got to keep moving forward. We can do this. We can press through this. We can make it. You've got to be able to do that in your home, in your family, in your relationship. You've got to be able to say, hey, we're having a tough time now, but we can get past this. Say amen. You, you, sometimes you've got to say amen until you believe it. I know in the midst of tests, sometimes it's hard to believe it and accept that God will do some things and move by faith in your life, but you've got to begin to say, it's tough, but I can make it. I'm hurting, but I can keep on walking. You know, sometimes when you're hurting, you don't stop walking. You may have to limp a little bit, but you just keep on walking. Say, keep on walking. Romans uh, 8.37 says this. It says, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. When we talk about this thought of winning in life, you have to believe, you with me? You have to believe that God wants you to win. You have to believe that God created you to be the head and not the tail. You have to create, be, believe that he created you to be above and not beneath and walk in the confidence of that victory in spite of what you're seeing. The word of God can't lie. He said, despite all these things we're facing, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So God loves me, Christ loves me, so not only, hear me, not only do I win in life with God, but I win big. See, we, we have this defeat, um, many times we walk in this defeat mentality so long, so before we even step on the battlefield, we're already beaten in our minds. 
But I told you last week, we don't fight for victory. We fight from a position of victory. Because Christ died on the cross, because he paid the penalty for our sins, because he rose three days later, we're not fighting for victory anymore. That victory was won on the cross. So what we're doing now is I'm fighting you from a position of victory. I may have to step on the battlefield, but what I'm facing has already been defeated. You have to understand this when you walk into a doctor's office. You have to understand this when you're having a relational struggle. You have to understand this when you're trying to overcome the mindsets of the past. Let me stop. We all have some mindsets that we've developed over time. We all have these default settings that we have developed over time. If someone says this to you or they act a certain way towards you, then you default to a certain mindset. For some of us, it's, it's um, we get defensive. For some of us, we get offended. For some of us, we just we, we close up. For some of us, we let it all out. Everybody has one. But the reality is, is that when I face certain things, I have to understand I have already won. I want to really drive this home because if you know that you have already won, it changes your mindset. Listen, it doesn't make you arrogant, but it does make you confident. Because that means that you ever seen somebody who's confident? A confident person walks differently. You know, you, you can see it. You know, when you're a confident person, it's a little bit, you know, you've had those moments. Don't act like you have everything. You know, I'm, I'm confident. So, you know, I'm good. You know, I'm walking in the victory of the Lord. And then you, you have those, if you're like me, you have those moments where you feel a little beat up. Can you identify with that? Everything, you know, uh, stress on the job, stress at home, stress within the family. And sometimes, you know, you're like, you ever been there? I'm, stu I'm still walking, but there are things that have stolen my joy. There's things that have stolen my enthusiasm. There are things that have robbed me of the passion for the vision that God has for my life. But that's when you have to remind yourself, I am victorious, not because I, of what I feel. Write this down. I'm not victorious because of what I feel. I'm victorious because of what he said. There's a difference. There's a huge difference because that means that I don't, I don't, I don't live by what I see. I live by what I believe. It's so important. That's, that's where my faith lies. It doesn't lie in the fact that everything seems to be coming against me and I can't seem to get ahead. I take two steps forward. I take three steps back. You ever felt that like that in your life? But then I've got to begin to, to, to see, I've got to begin to talk to myself and say, it's not going to be this way always. You know, I'm walking in the victory of the Lord. But it requires us to have a spiritual mindset. It requires us to know that God has some things for us. Look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 9, because this is what it says. It says, this is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love them. Look at somebody and say, that's me. Oh, see, so a couple of people believe it. Somebody say, that's me. See, you got to believe that he loves you and that he has prepared some amazing things for you. Here's why you have to understand it. Because if you don't believe that somebody has something for you, you won't go after it. It's, it's, it's important. Now, let somebody, let me be funny. Let somebody owe you some money. All, all the people who owe somebody money, they're quiet now. <laughs> but the old people looking up, yeah, I'm just kidding. You know, but let somebody let 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 somebody know that you 
Oh, you know somebody owes you money. You, every time you see them, what? There's expectation. This might be the time. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody in. Y'all too spiritual. Anyway, but when, when I know it's owed to me, sometimes I'm, I look at, hey, um, this might be the time I get my $2 back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we got the spiritual crowd in here today. That's all right. Let me get back in the spirit. Anyway, but with God, how much more with God that if we know he has some good things in store for us, that we can live every day in expectation and hope that today is going to be yesterday and tomorrow is going to be better than today. And I can enjoy that relationship with God knowing that each day I wake up saying there's something more for me. See, that's how I got to live. Wake up every day. It's going to be better. There's something more for me. I might be living here right now, but I'm not going to live here always. I might be struggling here right now, but I'm not going to struggle always. See, you, see, see uh, in your mind, if you believe that it's going to be better, you will chase it. You will go after it. Here's, what, here's some other encouragement from the book of Jeremiah, uh, chapter 29. He says, for I know... The plans that I have for you. Say, God has a plan for me. He said, they're plans for what? Good. And not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. In those days, see, this is what I like. In those days when you pray, says God, say, I'll listen, I'll listen to you. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you'll find me. And I'll be found by you, says the Lord of hosts. I'll end your captivity and restore your fortunes. How many of you lost some stuff along the way? You lost some things. God says, I'll restore what you've lost. See, some, see what I've learned over time, there's some stuff you lost need to stay lost. I'm just going to leave that right there. I'm just going to drop it out. You, you lost it. You lost them. You need to let them stay lost. <laughs> That was a side note. That was free. It says, I'll gather you out of the nations where I sent you, and I'll bring you home again to your homeland. So what do we learn from this? We learn, first of all, that God is fully aware of what he's planned for our life. It took you by surprise, but it didn't take God by surprise. Everything that you have dealt with in your life, it wasn't a surprise to God. It wasn't an emergency for God. Really need to pour this into you because you need to understand that what you're facing right now, God is not up in heaven saying, hey, boys, hey, angels, we need to have a business meeting to figure out how we're going to do this. God doesn't work that way. See, before you got there, he was already there. Before you got to the sickness, he was healer since the beginning of time. And see, some people say, well, God didn't heal now. My Bible tells me Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means that if he healed yesterday, he'll heal today. It means if he brought somebody out then, he'll bring you out now. It means if he, if he raised someone up then, he'll raise you up now. You're not stuck where you are. Got to believe it. Got to believe it. Got to believe it. I feel like I'm, I got to preach this to myself today. Y'all can join along with me. But... He's fully aware of what he's planned for our life. Here's another thing. God cares about our future, and he desires to give us hope. I have to say this because some people within sound of my voice sitting in the seat, you smile, you shake hands, you hug people, but you know what? Under that mask, you've lost hope. Come on. You, you're giving up. 
in some areas of your life because, you know, if, if every day has got to be like this, why bother? You know what? It's just, you ever said, you know what, you were fighting for something and after a while you say, you know what, this just isn't worth it. I'm just walking away from it. But you know what you're going to do today? You're going to dream again today. You're going to believe again today. You're going to hope again today. You're going to begin to see your future again. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you need to get some sticky notes and put them on your mirror. Sometimes you need to get some pictures of things that you believe in God for and put them somewhere in the house. And people come in your home or come in your, your, your apartment or wherever you live, they'll come in and think you're crazy because you got pictures of the vision that God has for your life all over the place. And sometimes you got to be able to say, you can think I'm crazy all you want, but I've got to see it before I see it. Come on. See, this is how you walk in vision. You don't walk in vision. It doesn't just happen one day. And this is my point. To get over your past, you've got to have a vision for your future. If you don't have a vision for your future, you will misremember the past. And so him, her, them, you will think it was a whole lot better than it actually was. I'm talking to one person here today. Anyway, you, you, you remember that that thing was better than it was. You know how it is. That's why you haven't lost their phone number yet. <laughs> Let's keep on preaching. God cares about our future. He desires to give us hope. Here's the part, though. Here's where many of us miss it. We miss it right here. When we seek God with all we have, He'll be found. Let me, let me pastor you for a minute. You cannot do anything for God half-heartedly. He doesn't accept half-hearted worship, half-hearted praise, half-hearted seeking. There's some of us that, that, that you know, we're going to celebrate again later in the message, but there's some of us we got to reorder some areas in our life. Because what's happened along the way is when you get tested, when you get tried, when you go through things, you begin to put the wrong things first. And so what happens is anything you put in front of God, here's what happens. Either you lose it or worse, he lets you keep it. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. Whatever you put in front of God, you'll lose it or, or worse, he will let you keep it. But when we seek him, with all of our hearts, he gives us direction. He gives us discernment. He gives us wisdom and understanding so we can make the right decisions. See, a lot of what God does is not just drop it on us, but he'll give you wisdom to make the right decision and get, and get some understanding. So when we seek him with all of our hearts, he'll be found. Here's another thing he does. And this is the part that I love to celebrate. God will free us from bondage. Let me, let me tell you what happens when, when people get saved sometimes. The, the, the salvation happens automatically. But sometimes we have to walk out our freedom. It doesn't, it doesn't come automatically because there's some things and some mindsets, some other things that have been developed in our life over time. And so we have to ask God to give us the wisdom as to how to break those particular mindsets and things that we go through. So we need him to also not only uh, save us, but to free us from the things that are holding us bound. You don't need anything that bad that hinders your relationship with God. Let's just get real for a minute because there are people who, who you can be saved and you can be still addicted. <laughs> 
Come on. You can be saved and still hooked. You can be saved and, and still have to have God to help you to, to arrest and control the desires of your flesh. We getting real yet? It doesn't mean you're not saved. It means that you need, he needs to come in and also set you free and break the chains that have been holding you bound. See, you ever felt, sometimes when I was a kid, I used to, be, I used to get frustrated because I had these dreams where I was running in the direction of something, but it seemed like I wasn't going anywhere. You know, you're running, but you, it seemed like as hard as you go, you're still going in slow motion. Some, sometimes our spiritual walk is the same way. We're, we're running hard, but we don't feel like we're making any progress. And so what's, what's actually happening is that there may be something that's hindering on the inside, maybe a mindset, maybe a belief system, maybe it's just that I need to get some time to spend with God so he can really show me who I am and who he's created me to me. After he sets you free from your bondage, the next thing he, he does is God restores us. To restore is important. Can I teach for two minutes? When, when you restore, you don't just bring something back. You bring it back to its original intended condition. So God, God doesn't just, he doesn't just come in and, and bandage you. This is important to understand because if you don't believe this, you'll just walk around thinking that, you know, okay, God, I, I made it, you know, I, I, I got through it. And you can celebrate getting through it, but the other part of that is God is a God who restores. And so that means that no matter how many battle scars you have in your mind, in your heart, in your experience, in your home, on your job, what your parents said to you, what your mama said to you, what your daddy said to you, what they did do, what they didn't do, this relationship didn't work out, it did, and then it didn't again. All those things leave wounds, but God, through all of those painful experiences, is a God who restores. And why does he restore? Because there's a light inside of you that he needs to let shine. And so when somebody sees that you came through the fire, that you came through the flood, that you survived the experience, and not only did you survive, but you're thriving, then you can say, you can get through this because he brought me through it. I got to give somebody hope today. Because if you think that it's just about you, you'll stop short because you'll be like, it's not worth it. But if you knew that you keeping pressing on and going forward in the things of God, if you realized how important that was and that your children's victory, come on, your children's victory was tied up in the fact that you went through it, you fight a whole lot harder. See, when I, when I pray, I say, I say, God, I need joy. I need my daughter to see the life of faith. But in order for her to see it, he has to put us in positions where we have to exercise it and practice it. And so no matter how it looks, I'm saying, God, I know you're going to bring me out. 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says this, for we walk by what? Faith and not by sight. So I have a decision that I've got to make each and every day. I can either live by what I see or I can live by what I believe. I see that it's not going to get any better. You ever felt like that? Come on, talk to me. You ever felt like this? It's just, I'm going, God. I'm going to keep trying, but inside, I don't know if it's just, gonna, it's just not going to get better. Let me tell you this. It is going to get better. I don't see, I don't look at people 
who are going through, who are struggling, who might be sick in their body, might have a condition. I don't sit there and say that's the final word. It's not the final word because that's not what the Bible says the final word. Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we're what? Healed. So no matter what I see, I'm calling you healed. That's faith. That's faith. Let's one, one, one more verse or two, and then we'll be finished. I, I promise. But I, I'm a little excited this morning. Y'all forgive me. I, I'm trying to control this here. Isaiah 54 verses 1 through 4 and these are some principles for winning that I want to close out with this will help you win it's a shout for joy O barren one you who have not or never born a child break forth into joyful singing cry loud you who have not travailed for the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman says the Lord here's the part that I like enlarge the place of your tent Stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs, for you will spread out abroad to the right and to the left, and your descendants will possess the nations, and I will resettle the desolate places. Fear not, for you will not be put to shame. Do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced, but you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood will you remember no more? Here's the principles for victory that we're going to close with. Number one, I must learn to celebrate with confidence before I see it come to pass. I'm going to warn you, when you start doing stuff like this, people are going to look at you like you don't have any sense because your reactions and what you're practicing is not going to line up with what they're looking at in your life. See, people will sit there and say, they, they don't have any direction. They don't like direction. I don't know where they're going in life. But inside, you already know what God showed you. So you're celebrating and praising him for the fact that even though I don't see it yet, I don't have it yet, he's promised it to me. And my faith gives me the title deed. Come on. So i got to learn to celebrate. And see, this, this kind of thinking will have, have the enemy confused completely. Because everything he's throwing at you, he's like, wait, I, I'm throwing this at them and they're smiling and they're celebrating. See, I had a little, we had a little annoyance this week earlier with the car and I kept calling my wife and I'm, I, I literally could not stop laughing at something that maybe two weeks earlier would have frustrated me to no end. So we got to learn how to celebrate. Second thing we've got to do is expanding our vision requires us to develop stability. So I'm going to challenge you and even in our radical series that begins next week, I'm going to begin challenging you for, for a year to give God a year of your life. To just be stable. To be steady. That you know what? If it's five minutes, I'm going I'm to be in your word every day, God. If it's five minutes, I'm going to seek your face before I start everything else. I'm not going to run from this place to that place, Lord, but I'm, I'm going to plant myself. And I'm going to let you do what you need to do in my life. When we run with God's purpose for our lives, we can't hold back. I'm challenging you. Make this a marker day in your life that, Lord, whatever I have is yours. All that I am belongs to you. I'm not holding back. Walking in the vision for our life requires us to overcome fear of shame and humiliation. This is why people, they stop. The prophet says, spare not. He says, don't hold back. So, but people hold back because they're afraid, what if it doesn't happen? 
right? I can't, I can't go after it because if I go after it and it doesn't work. See, if I go after it and I don't make it. But, but let me give you a different question. What if you go after it and it does work? Come on. What if, what if you walk with all you have towards the vision that God has for your life and things do change? What if you just do something crazy like put yellow sticky notes over your, your mirror when you get up in the morning? And that stuff does start to come to pass. What if you ask God for uncommon wisdom and understanding and he actually gives it to you? In, in a job where everybody's criticizing you and saying that, they, you, know, you know, and then all of a sudden God begins to download, give you wisdom and understanding that surpasses those around you. Come on, you can change your environment. So many times you got to understand, you, you, you're not coming here just so you can celebrate in church, but God is giving you something. He's putting a deposit in your life to make a difference in your world. Come on. Every time my friends Dave and Crystal go and to their kids, they're making a deposit. Every time we go and bless the community in some way, we're, make, we're making a deposit. And it's because God has put something inside of each and every one of you. Every time people go and serve with our kids, you're making what? A deposit so that when they're five and six and they're getting the word of God, they're not 20 and crazy. Don't get mad at me. I still love you. And even if they are 20 and crazy, God can fix them too. Moving forward requires us to get rid of the thinking that will hold us back. Got to make a decision every day. I'm going to think what God says about me. I'm going to say what God says about me. You know what that means? It, it, it's just, there's a prophet. This is not in the notes, Sean, so it'd be all right. This is my fault. This is on me. Um, there's a prophet, and he's in the Bible, and he goes and he tells the king, he's like, get ready because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. But at the time that he said it, there was no clouds in the sky. And so he tells his servant, go, go outside and go look. Servant comes back, I don't see anything. He says, well, in his mind, he's saying, well, God told me. He's like, I, I hear, I hear something that's telling me. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He sends him out again. I don't see anything. Man of God sends him out one more time. Go, go outside. And finally, he says, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. And that's all he needed. Next thing you know, it's rain, rain, rain. But he had to see it and hear it before he actually saw it. And that, for many of you, is a word that God is saying you. There's a sound and of an abundance of freedom, of healing, of deliverance, um, of moving forward in your life. And you've got to begin to see that tiny cloud. And let that tiny, that tiny cloud may for you been the fact that you woke up this morning. And that when everybody else said you wouldn't make it, you wouldn't amount to anything, you, you, you made it. You're still here. Sometimes you got to be able to look, as my grandmother used to say, I may not be what I want to be, but thank God I'm not what I used to be. And I'm trusting God to make me everything that I need to be. I know we're, we're, we're running on time. Let me give you this. Proverbs 29, 18. Where there is vision, where there's no vision, the people perish or they are unrestrained. This is why I have to pour this into you because wisdom puts 
restraints on our lives. The NLT says it like this. When people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. When you don't have a vision for your life, you, 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 your life is like this. Your mind is like this. But when you have a vision for your life, you're like, I'm moving in the direction of what God has for me. And I might get bumped along the way. I might get bruised along the way. I might have a fumble along the way. I might stumble along the way. Somebody might say something to me along the way. But I got vision for my future that God gave me. And no matter what I face, I'm going forward. Another version says where there's no vision, no revelation of God, people are unrestrained. Vision is important because it puts restraints on our lives. We're almost finished. Vision attracts and it also detracts. So I've got to walk in vision because vision will help me get rid of the wrong people. Y'all heard me? Okay. When you have vision in your life, Sometimes the wrong people will, will run away from you. They'll be detracted, but the right people will, will be in your life. Take a picture of this verse and close and bow, bow your heads as we, after you take your picture, just bow your heads as we wrap this up because I really want to be able to just talk you through this last part and I want you to be thinking about things that God is dealing with you about and what I'm gonna close this with as your eyes are closed it's gonna require you to just break down the barriers and walls in your own mind God is talking the prophet he, he, he's he's voicing his complaint to God basically is the context of this verse he's complaining to God he's praying but he's complaining just like some of us we're, we're praying but we're complaining anybody miss this this is but this is what he says the Lord answered me even in the midst of my prayer and complaining the Lord answered me and he said you know what record the vision or write the vision and inscribe it on tablets that the one who reads it may run some of you in here you need to write what God has given you He's been dealing with you for months, for years, to keep a journal, to, to keep some kind of way to record, even if you need a voice recorder, to keep a record of the things that he's putting on your heart. But you haven't done it yet. That, that you need to begin to do that. And then he's going to send people in your life to help you accomplish the vision. I'm, I'm speaking this into you. Now, you some, you, some of you came in here and you're like, I'm all alone in life. I'm all alone. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to make it. You do your part. Let God do his. His part is to bring the people in your life to help you. Your part is to write it down. Vision in our life is designed to move us and to move others. It's designed to move us and to move others. It's always speaking. I really, I'm, I'm taking a, a little bit of time with this because I want to dig out what the enemy's planted in many people's hearts today. He's planted so much fear and so much doubt that you've accepted your present condition as your permanent condition. But I'm telling you, he's put vision in your heart to move you forward. 
and, and here's the beautiful thing. God always finishes what he starts, always finishes it. If he started something in you, he's going to finish it. He always finishes what he starts. That healing, that freedom that you've been praying for, he started it. He's going to finish it. The fact that you're waiting doesn't mean you're inactive, but you're waiting by faith. You're waiting by faith, knowing that God isn't inactive, but he's working in your life. And then vision requires me also to know and be totally focused on the fact that I have a promise and I know the promise keeper. I have a promise and I know the promise keeper. You may be here today and you say, Pastor, this was, this was for me. Don't know my particular situation, but it, it's for me. Um, if you're here and that's you, and you say, look, I just need to throw everything on God today. I've been trying to do it myself, been trying to handle it myself, been trying to carry my own faith and not really trust God with it. Just slip your hand up quickly. I want to know who to pray for in here. All over, good Lord, all over the room. Believe in God for miracles for you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Believe he's going to do it. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. And you may be here, nobody looking around and we always want to make this invitation. This is so important. You may, you may be here and honestly, you've never just said, Lord, I'm going to give you all of me. All of me. I'm going to follow you with all that I have. Laying myself down, giving myself to everything that you have for my life. That's you. Slip your hand up. God bless you. I see you. Amen. I see you. God bless you. I see you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's, um, let's pray together. I want to pray for, usually I pray for that first group first, but I want to pray for the second group first. Just feel led to do that today. And everybody repeating after me, Father, in Jesus' name, today, I thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you for the cross and the freedom that it brings today on this last Sunday of October it marks a new beginning for me thank you for saving me thank you for creating me with purpose give me fresh vision sit on the throne of my life and be Lord I turn from everything that's hindering me. I turn from everything that doesn't please you. And I declare, I boldly declare, my life is yours. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for everyone in this room, those who, who lifted up their hands, even in the first portion of this invitation. And Lord, I, I pray that you would open their eyes even as the prophet told the army, open their eyes, God, open their eyes that they might see that those who are for them are more than those who are against them. And I pray that the eyes of their heart would be enlightened, that a spirit of wisdom and revelation would rest upon each and every one of them. I pray new levels of discernment in their lives 
And Lord, I pray as led by the Holy Spirit right now, I pray that you would allow each and every person to begin to discern the purpose that you have created for their lives. The wounds of their past, I speak healing over right now. The mistakes of the past that, that you've already forgiven, you've forgiven and forgotten them, and now I pray that they begin to forget them today. Speak on uncommon wisdom upon every one of them. Okay, God. With, keep, keep your eyes closed. If you are here and you've been believing God for, for healing, just slip your hand up quickly. Wow. I just believe God wants to do something. Just keep your hand lifted as long as you can. If you don't, I've already seen you, but if you can keep it lifted. I want you to do a couple of things. I'm going to pray a prayer for all of you. But if, if you are not embarrassed after we're done, the prayer team is up here. I feel just compelled and led to ask you to just find one of them to agree with. Uh, not only for the receiving of your healing, but also for the maintenance of your healing. That's what I feel led to. So Father, I pray now for those who have their hands up and they've been believing you for healing and freedom in their lives. Lord, I pray healing over them. You're the great physician. You have all wisdom, all knowledge, all understanding of the areas of their life, the areas even in their physical bodies and the causes of it. And I speak now the healing that is promised in your word. And Lord, I pray that the beginning of that healing begins today. And Lord, just like Jesus many times, he would give an instruction in, in the word of God. I believe that I've heard you today and given that instruction that those who are trusting you for it would find a prayer partner to just agree with them today that the healing in their life would begin they begin to see turnarounds today lord that they would begin to go to their doctors and the doctors would be confused at the changes that are happening in their body we decree it we declare it we count it done in jesus name let's celebrate together God is amazing, y'all. He's amazing. He's doing something here. Um, y'all already know what to do if you came prepared to give. I'm, I'm going to take 30 seconds with it. You can give by envelope. You can give by text to give. You can give online at lifecityjacks.com slash give, or you can put your envelope in the kiosk. Um, this is a holy moment, so I don't want to spend a lot of time with this. If, if you're new here, you've been here for the first time, I'll be outside. I want to shake your hand and um, just love on you a little bit and greet you and give you a gift if you're here for the first time. If you were here and you needed prayer or you, you, you raised your hand for healing, we're going to close it out, but please find one of these. I just feel so strongly. Find one of these amazing prayer words that just agree with you. They're not going to do anything crazy. They're just going to agree with you and believe God for your total healing, your total recovery, the total maintenance of everything that God needs to do in your life. That the healing could be physical, it could be emotional, whatever. That's what they're here for. They're going to pray with you. God bless you. Um, Father, in the name of Jesus, let the word be, that's been planted take root in our lives and let this day be the, the beginning, mark the beginning of the rest of our lives. In Jesus' strong name, amen. Amen.